welcome you to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters for women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Well, hello there. It has been a long time since we have been together. A long time since we've been together. Um, and I just have to say, Angie, that I appreciate the fact that you are very intentional about the way you said faith lift sisters, because people at my house always call us the facelift sisters. <laughs> and I like the um, indication that we are not the facelift sisters. That's but the right. Faith lift. Someone said to me the other day, the faithless sisters. And I thought, oh, no, <laughs> the opposite of the faithless sisters. <laughs> so I, I, I think maybe from now on, yeah, I might put a little more emphasis on the lift part. I love it. Well, we are um, talking this season about Genesis and um, all the things in Genesis, because there is a lot to unpack. So it's, um, if you're new to the Bible or if you're new to the study, or if you're new to the faith lift sisters, faith lift sisters, um, you can find Genesis at the very beginning of the Bible. First book, right after the, um, table of contents is where you're going to find Genesis. (laughs) So this is really, um, it's the beginning and our verse is says in the beginning. So that's where we're going to start. Terry, you want to read our verse for the day? Okie dokie. Genesis 1-1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There we go, folks. Short and sweet. (laughs) Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. So sums up the whole rest of the chapter um, when we're going to see how God does do that. But yeah. uh, this is the beginning of everything. So, mm-hmm. so how do we dissect that? Yeah, well, it's the beginning <laughs> of everything we know. It's not the beginning of God. Right. Because in the beginning, God already is. He's, he's already in existence. So that opens up a whole nother area of discussion. Mm-hmm. A pre-existent, eternal God, what that really means. You didn't, we didn't think we were going to be able to go terribly deep right away with in the beginning, right? But here we are. (laughs) Here it goes. Yeah. 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 So let's just talk about that. Like, what does that even mean? What does it mean that God created? Like, how does that, how does that even work out? One thing out of God created out of nothing, from nothing, right? Out of things that weren't here before he created the things that he was going to create with. Mm-hmm. And I, I really enjoyed in this study looking at the um, laws of thermodynamics and things like that at how mm-hmm. I, and I am a, I, I'll say it, I'm a creationist. I believe in the creation version versus the evolution version. I do mm-hmm. believe in micro evolution, meaning we will have adaptations, stripes for gain different, put melanin in the skin, depending on where we are closer to the equator or further away, et cetera. Um, I believe in all those adaptations um, because I believe we have a God that cre- continues to create, right? So, um, but the fact that the other part is that in this process, he, he continues to tell us who he is. He doesn't step out of his character and do something odd. 
he creates out of the chaos that is forming, um, where it says like he was hovering over the earth. Um, I really loved that phrase. Yeah. Hovered. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's an active thing. He's not just sitting there doing nothing. He's, he's engaged. He's hovering. He's, there's a movement. There's like electricity. Yeah. Um, And I really loved that because I feel like in the way he's wooed me to himself, he's been very active and he's been moving in my life all along. Mm -hmm. He never was just sitting there watching. He was always hovering. I, I just love that word. Like a mother would hover over its children. Well, we, we haven't even read that yet. We're moving. <laughs> We're going too far. Carrie, yeah, why don't you read that for us too? I would be happy to. Well, and that's in day two is where we cover that one, right? Right. Yeah, I love that. Okay, do you want me yeah. to go ahead and read it? Okay. Yeah. Um, Genesis 1, 2 through 5. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning, the first day. Was I supposed to read that whole thing? Or just well, the next we did. We got it, it in. Good. We okay. got it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But um, Angie, like you were saying, um, that he was hovering over the waters. But it's the spirit of the Lord. So right off the bat, the Bible tells us that God was in the creation of it Mm -hmm. and the spirit of God was there. And as you said, not just watching God's working away, he was hovering and that's movement and action. And one of the um, commentaries that I read said, could be almost like a vibration Mm -hmm. making things happen and and shaking things up. And I I like that idea too. I love that too. Well, and later on, I'm glad you pulled out that this, it was the spirit of God hovering over. Because as we read through the Bible further along, we're going to see that Jesus was there at the beginning too. Mm -hmm. So the the whole Trinity was there. God in all three persons was right there. Um, When God spoke the word, Jesus said, I'm the word. Um, and so they were all present before anything happened. They were all there. And I think that's kind of important for us to know that, um, mm-hmm. you know, that God, God is a beyond creation. He's beyond time. He's eternal. And to get a glimpse of what that really means, nobody made him. Um, he just is. Um, I, I think that's really it just changes your whole your whole mindset, if you, if you think about that eternal aspect. Um, and sometimes in Genesis, we can kind of get carried away, I think, with the material aspect, what he's making. Um, but I think I, I, when I was growing up as a kid, sometimes we would say that first phrase in Genesis, and all we would say was, in the beginning, God, mm-hmm. so that we could get our hearts around the fact that God was always there before anything. Mm-hmm. I, I like that one quote from um, Henry Morris. It's like, we either believe in an eternal God or eternal matter. And the quote is, and it's like, that's the choice. The latter is the impossibility, eternal matter. Um, because if the present scientific law of cause and effect is valid, since random particles of matter could not by themselves generate a complex 
orderly, intelligible universe, not to mention living persons capable of applying intelligence to the understanding of the complex order of the universe. Mm -hmm. So it was a it, it it was also in relationship. In the in the beginning, God is creating relationship as he is creating the earth, as the reason he's creating it is provision. I mean, and and for relationship. And it was just um it's beautiful. I the more I study this, the more I was able to see God and in different ways. Mm -hmm. Me too. Well, it was, it's been great. I like one of the things that was brought out and I have said all along, that was so kind of God to give us a world with color mm -hmm. and beautiful things. And um, I didn't really under, really know deep in me why I thought, you know, it was a, but it was brought out that the earth is green and blue calming colors beautiful colors that are pleasing to us god had made like the sky red you know red is a hot color <laughs> we'd always be like jumping always upset you know whatever yeah but he gave us this beautiful calming green calming blue world um and i thought that was pretty cool mm -hmm. just one little tiny facet of his kindness and his goodness to us Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many people who like don't want to believe in God, but they're willing to believe in intelligent design. And that's the piece I think for me when I look versus and you know, evolutionists or creationists or other theories, um, the intelligent design is profound. And one of the ways that I see that, I was just talking before we popped on, was have you guys ever heard of fractals? Um they're so I'm going to give the definition just slightly. There's a really big definition. I went, oh, let's just pick out the words that make sense. Anyway, recurring similar patterns that are get progressively smaller. But the part that's important is the part reflects the whole. And the whole is reflected in the part. I mean, that sounds like God. That sounds like his relationship stuff. I was like, and you can go on YouTube. I would encourage people to go look. It's F-R-A-C-T-A-L-S. And they have videos on these where they just go down smaller and smaller. And you can do it with um, snowflakes. I think Terry was saying, yeah, mm -hmm. you know, how you see how water freezes, it creates a form. Then you take that form and you go in further in with a microscope, it create, you'll find the same form inside there, a teeny tinier little snowflake crystal. And then you realize all those crystals make up and they reflect the whole of the snowflake. So this is microscopic. This is some, they look at this in bacteria, how bacteria grows, fungus, but then they also look at it in galaxies, how galaxies are born and how they create, and there's fractals in there, and it's mathematically proven. So it's not just some person saying it, they mathematically prove them, and there's famous ones that they've proven. I'm like, how can that be random? Right. No way. I, yeah. If you roll the dice, you can sometimes lose all the progress you've made in the previous times. If it's like, like you're playing a game, you roll and you lose all your points or something like that. It's like, that's random. However, that works. And I don't know, this for me, intelligent design proves God and people can make their choices. There was some great discussion in some of the written homework. I don't know if everybody knows that they can go online and pull off the written. Yes pages that we have access to, but you can do that. Um, Suzanne, what's the website? Yeah, it's um, insightsbiblestudy.org. 
And um, on the left side of the page is going to be a menu and you can download all of the um, all of the studies that, gosh, a gazillion studies that have been done, but Genesis is what we're doing right now. And then there's even some online video teaching that goes along with it now. Which is so, pretty awesome. Right. Well, one of the wonderful things that I read in some of this homework, I loved this, that scientific inquiry properly involves the investigation of processes that are observable, testable, and repeatable. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at the history of the world, nobody can repeat creation, right? right. I mean, it's not, it's not repeatable. So the only thing that we're going to have is someone's belief about how the earth was created. Because we can't prove scientifically with that method, with that scientific method, we can't prove any of it. So it's going to be faith in one thing or the other. It's going to be either faith in God and the account that he's given us in Genesis, or it's just going to be faith in a man's assumption about how the earth came into being. So I thought that was really interesting, and it kind of stopped me in my tracks um, when I read that. I liked it. The bottom line to um, creation, the bottom line, Mm -hmm. I think it's an important line. (laughs) Maybe not the bottom (laughs) line. I guess it is the bottom line, really. Nobody... No way, no how can anybody make something from nothing. It cannot happen. Uh, um, If they're going to try and prove things and whatever, they're always using um, materials, things that are already here, are already made. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can't make a grain of sand appear in my hand. It just won't happen no matter how hard I try or, or the brightest scientists they cannot make something from nothing they all have to start with something that's already made hey even dr frankenstein had to use in a dead body so you know i'm <laughs> <laughs> trying to create like well that whole thing that you guys have been talking about the observational science versus historical science so we're talking both of these are historical science because nobody was there to actually observe the actual creation of the earth that was human mm-hmm right? God is giving his account, but there were no humans there. And I was like, so it's like, how do you recreate these things? How can you start to prove? We try to prove things based on the science we know, but it's just out of other things. And I went, well, you can prove with murder. And I was like, I don't know. Like, but then I started thinking you can't recreate the murder. You can't, you can't murder someone again. <laughs> like and that's kind of like not fair. <laughs> yeah. They can't get unmurdered so that you can murder them again. You know, like those details, but it's, <laughs> Like, but I was like, very dark murder versus creation. Like, (laughs) I know, but I know. Yeah. You have no idea where this brain has been going. Those QR codes, by the way, there's QR codes in the homework, which are so much fun. Very bad for me. Very bad because I'd look and I go, Oh, look at this. And then look at this and then look at this. And I kept going and I was pretty much in Genesis and it was how to create a Genesis pie. And I was like, what, how did I get here? (laughs) (laughs) So I had to make a rule. I do all my QR codes after I do my written homework, but it's like, even with science and MERS, we try to determine what previously happened using evidence that was less left at the scene, but there's so many times we still don't know. Right. And we try that and we can't recreate. I'm going to say that I'm just, I'm going to get off that topic, but it's like people can, can try to say, this is what they think happened at creation, but they can't redo creation. Like you were just saying, Terry, they can 
look for evidence of it. They can make suppositions. They can take, both of them are guesses or places where you're putting your faith. You know, some people put it in the evolutionist theory, others put it in the creation theory. Um, but nobody was there and nobody can redo that creation. You're right, Terry. That's the bottom line. You can't redo mm -hmm. things. You can't create nothing from nothing. Energy doesn't create itself. It's just a movement that's already been created. Well, who started it? You know, how did it happen? How is this being sustained? Anyway, yeah. I'm loving this study, ladies. Um, <sighs> We're going to have fun. Yes. Well, um, that, one um, the, no, go, go ahead, ahead, Suzanne. Um, before I started the homework, I um, remembered a book. I don't, it was brought up somewhere. I don't know. But anyways, I remembered about a book that I had read years ago. I don't know if I finished it, but it was um, reprinted and it's called um, Fearfully and Wonderfully. Hmm. And the original was by Dr. Paul Brand. And now it's been revised and um, uh, Philip Yancey is like helped re not rewrite it, but fill in some stuff here and there. And so I've been reading that too. And oh my gosh, if you forget about the universe and the stars and how our earth is spinning at just the right speed to stay in orbit and to stay on that little bit of access, that access that we need in order to sustain, you know, whatever. If you forget about all that and you just start, digging into the not digging into the body how a body is made all the parts that you don't even think about one of the main things that I remembered from this book years ago that really made me stop and think was um that pain is a gift pain I mean who thinks pain is a gift um but Paul Brand was a doctor to lepers he was a missionary and a doctor on having um work with lepers anyways they don't feel pain and that is why they get infections and lose their sight and lose members of, because they don't know that something's hurt mm -hmm. and if you don't know that then infection can set in very easily blah 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 but anyways this whole book is about the different parts of the body and how the eyes work with the cones and the rods and everything and it's just like oh my gosh how this can't have just happened. It is too intricate. It is too amazing. And again, people can't create people by just wishing it or by just speaking it. Here's another question. I do not completely know the answer, but I'm like, the pattern would continue. And I don't see randomness in the universe per se. So I, again, I, I see the microevolution, I see different changes happening, but I don't see dogs turning into horses and I don't okay. see um, people turning into goats and all that stuff. It just, and it would be happening, it would be happening. Mm -hmm. Things like that would be happening. And I don't see the randomness of that. This is a universe that has rules. Order. It has order, yes. Yeah. And it in that order and that pattern is repeated. Even in the human body, down to each of those little cells, um, and then all the way out to the universe at so many different levels. So it's like, okay, let's say it had that randomness with cells and animals, then how are you explaining the same panning, 
how do you explain the same pattern up in the sky? Mm-hmm. How does that happen? Anyway, I like there's something in the last time we studied this, Didi, I think said giraffes, when they go down to drink water, there's a mechanism that shuts off the blood flow so it doesn't slam their brain and they don't pass out. There is a mechanism there. Well, if they're, how did that develop if they didn't need it? Why did that develop? You know, oh boy, do I have questions here. I'm going to slow it down here. <laughs> and I think we're getting a little, we're getting off our days yeah. <laughs> in the creation thing. But the point think, is, why did things develop? Why are they even there, period? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I think it just goes back to like the fact that, you know, it said in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? So we know we are way ahead in Genesis in these next chapter, or these next couple verses. So keep listening so that you have some context if you've never read Genesis. There we go. But this is a little teaser for you. Um, But going back to the fact that it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Like it's very intentional right from the beginning. Right. And we see that intentionality over and over and over. Yes. And I think sometimes this is just a little point that I want to make is I think sometimes people think creation and intention, like intentionality don't necessarily go together. You know, if you think of like these really creative people, you just think like these free spirits who are randomly doing whatever they want to do and, you know, just uh, taking the, where the wind goes and, you know, whatever, I, at least maybe that's just me, but that's a lot of, I think, creative people sometimes don't have a lot of intentionality behind what they do. Um, at least maybe not in the creative process. So I think the fact that it's like, there is so much intentionality and it is so methodical mm-hmm. that um, we have to know that it is both creative and it's intentional and it is planned for us. Mm-hmm. I think that, that's the most. And it just in mentioning the art, when, have you ever looked at a piece of art and you went, uh, this doesn't even make sense to me? Or then you look at one and you're drawn to it and you cannot figure out why. Mm-hmm. Generally, the one you're drawn to is reflecting a type of rule, a type of like, it might be that we like things in thirds, or it might be, it, it's reflecting the order in the midst of all that chaos of the creativity. That's generally what will speak to people. Mm. And the, the parts that don't make sense, they're like, eh, it's because they haven't hit that piece yet. Yeah. And the whole thing is just fascinating. And the reality of it is there is so much just in this one verse that we will never know until we are able to meet God face to face. And we can say, where did you come from? (laughs) And why did you make mosquitoes? Yeah. Amen. Um, My new first question in heaven. There we go. Uh, Yeah. That's a good one. (laughs) Yes. Especially in the summer in Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, I imagine they are food for other animals, for other things like birds and fish and whatnot. Terry, I don't want your logic. I just don't want the mosquitoes. Yeah. Make mosquitoes. I don't don't want them either. Yeah. Before Terry tries to redeem something else that God created for us. I say make them vegan. Come on. Right. Well, that I think that's a great way for us to end up today um, before we delve even further into um, Genesis and deny you the joy of listening to us again. So somebody <laughs> want to pray for us as we're finishing up today? 
I will. Awesome. Thanks. God, we are so happy to be here today. We are so happy to be studying your word. We are so blown away by the creation. Uh, It is amazing. And um, uh, just reading through this and reading up on all kinds of information um, that can be proven and how wonderful the... um, the heavens are and how wonderful the human body is and um, your order in your creation is just astounding and it's just amazing and it just causes me to really worship you Lord and to just praise you and to thank you for um, your amazing creativity and and uh, how we see the order in the things that you've created and we just thank you for this opportunity to come together and to uh, record and and share your word and share in the joy of our lives within you. And we thank you, Father, for your goodness to us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Ha, ha, ha.